Just because he graduated WVU doesn't mean he's educated, but he does know sports. It's Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh at 970 AM and now at 106.3 FM. Here's one that we haven't talked about. Something you have to be able to do. Not if you're a man, but if you're a, a person who... If you're a person, really. Pumping gas. Yes. People can't do it in some states. Oregon, New Jersey. Yep. I thought it was Oregon, but I couldn't remember. That's why I said some states. Because I know all about New Jersey. Because every time I go there and they pump my gas for them, I'm like, what the bleep? Like, am I supposed to tip this person? When I, when I lived in Oregon, I actually, this was years ago, I had a roommate who got a job working at a Shell station. What do they make? Uh, I think at that time it was like six bucks an hour or something like that. Minimum wage? Or? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was not much at all. But he had to go to three days worth of gas pumping school. Like they had a little like, like one of the locations was actually like the gas pump school. And you had to go and learn how to pump gas. And it was like this whole three-day thing. They had teachers and everything. You had to take a test. So, <laughs> so it's harder to become someone who pumps gas than it is to get a gun. It, absolutely. Yeah. You don't need three days worth of class to get a gun. You don't. I've always thought that. But, but gas is explosive, Adam. It, it is. It can blow up. So my father-in-law went into a pharmacy to buy cough medicine. And he used the same credit card that his wife used a month prior to buy cough medicine. They wouldn't let him buy cough medicine. Nope. So my thing has always been, like, with guns, you shouldn't be able to go in and say, I want a gun and get it on that same day. Like, they sh- you, there should be a, a period of time between whenever you purchase the gun and you get to get the gun. There's, there's very few reasons to want a gun right away. Yes! And if somebody's stalking me, yes? And that, cause that would be a reason for self-defense, right? Yeah. Somebody's talking to me. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to a damn police station, and I'm going to sit there until they do something about it. Tom would call AAA. I called 911 on my wife one time. Or, pardon me, on my mother-in-law one time. <laughs> okay? I mean, we, this, this didn't happen all that long ago. And the first thing that I thought of whenever I didn't know that it was my mother-in-law is we're going to their house. We're staying there tonight. I don't need some crazy kidnapper knowing exactly where we live and where we're going to be sleeping in a matter of hours. So that's the route I'll always take, but I digress. Do you tip these gas people? So that's a thing. Because that's a pain in the ass. That's a thing. Because gas is effing expensive. And you're going to tell me that they're going to do something for me that I can do myself, and then I'm going to have to tip them to do it? Tom, did you tip the AAA guy? No, I didn't. Oh, thank God. Yeah, see, and I always refused to do it because my whole thing was, like, give me the option to pump. I grew up pumping my own gas. Yes. I know how to do it. Like, if I could save myself money by doing it, it's like in the, in the what, 70s and 80s when they had full serve, self serve. You go to self serve and you save yourself some money, you know? That's the thing, too, with these states, with Jersey and Oregon. They charge you more for the gas. They roll the cost of the job into the gas. So you're paying more anyway. Oh, for the love of God. But no, you never you never tip them. This is true. Keith tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. You can now pump your own gas in Oregon. New law as of January 1st. Oh, wow. Well, I haven't lived there in a while, so. No, but I saw, I think it was Deadspin 
they had all the reaction, the Facebook reaction, the Twitter reaction of people losing their mind, not knowing how to pump their gas. Now, I don't blame these people. I mean, if you lived in a, in a place for, I don't know, I'm 27, you live somewhere for 27 years where they do it for you, and then all of a sudden you're supposed to do it yourself, I mean, it's not that hard to figure out, but I'd be confused for a moment or two. Like tomorrow, whenever I go to this auto show, or outdoor show, pardon me, I'm not going to have any idea where I'm supposed to go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive there, I'm going to park, I'm going to walk in, it's a damn convention center, and I have no idea where I go. It's going to terrify me. It's embarrassing when you don't know where you are or where you're going. And I feel like these people pumping gas, it's the same kind of thing. You're there, you don't know what the bleep's going on. Person behind you pulls in. Not a great situation. No, it's awful. And, you know, one of the side side things about it, too, is not, not, not coming down on anybody who wants to work or anything, but some of the people who would end up working at those gas stations, like you really didn't want those people around flammable stuff. You didn't want them that close to your car. You didn't want them looking in your windows. Anything like well, that. Well, if it's uh, if it's a if it's a minimum wage job, then these are people who, and this is not to disparage anybody, no. but these are people who would be flipping burgers who don't feel like doing that. And hell, I'd rather pump gas, especially if you're in a warm weather environment. I guess New Jersey, not so much. Really, not neither's Oregon. So, damn it, give me the burgers. Funny side note on that all, too. My uh, roommate who actually took the class lasted like two weeks there. So, like, fired? No, he just didn't go back. It's too cold. Yeah, yeah, this is a while ago. He was a lazy ass. <laughs> well, this is probably one of the reasons why Tom would have called AAA because it gets cold if you're out there doing it and your hands get numb. But today was 60 freaking degrees. Tom, what do you have to say for yourself? You can talk now, you get permission. I'm passing. I don't want to talk. Oh, for the love of God. See, and that's... That Tom just, doesn't get the show. It just went to another level of snowflake. Now he got called out, and now he doesn't want to discuss it because he feels as if he's being called out. Tom, you got to at least explain to us why this happened. I already explained to you why it happened. Look, but for the benefit of the audience who wasn't on our text chain, Tom, try that! Well, you know what? When you spun the story around into your own little fantasy, it kind of turned me off, so I don't know. Okay, so you, you have the opportunity to set the record straight. Why are you such a snowflake, and why did you call AAA? Well, as the AAA guy told me when he got there, it was it was really good that I actually called him because the incline that my car was parked on was so great that just a regular old jack that comes with the car, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have worked. The car would have dropped right to the ground when I was loosening the lug nuts, and it would have just drove right down the hill. So I was really smart today. Wait a second. Tom, if it would have gone right down the hill, that means you could have moved it right down the hill. A flat tire does not preclude you from driving on it. Well, there were cars behind me. Well, presumably... I was parked on a hill. The engine wasn't flat, right? But it wouldn't move because the tire was flat. Oh, you could have moved that out. I tried. It didn't work. Paint me a picture, Tom, of exactly how you were parked, what was around you. Give me your surroundings. I need to know everything. (laughs) No cars on the left side of the street. Okay. I was parked on the right side of the street. Two cars behind me and like four cars in front of me. No space. No space. Street parking in Bloomfield. How did you park there? It was last night, the night before. Did someone slash it, you think? You know what? I didn't hear it pop when I parked, so... Or did you run up on the curb? I think I ran up on the curb. So you're a bad driver and a lazy millennial. Can't park. Can't change a tire. That's another thing. You should know how to parallel park as an adult. (laughs) 
And he, yes, that is a great yes. one. And also, I think Emma's going to break up with him because he is useless. No, she agreed with Contra play. Useless. Also, I didn't have to parallel park. It was a pool in. So okay. I can parallel park. That's good. Most people think that they can. Can I teach you how to change a tire? I know how to change a tire. I no, told no. you the incline of the hill was too steep. I couldn't do <laughs> no, it with no, my no, just see, normal man jack. Wait a minute, I needed wait. a triple A jack. See, now, Adam was not on this phone call, but when you called me on the phone, he said to me, he said, you're not going to believe this. I got a flat tire. And I said, oh, man. And uh, you're like, I, I don't know what to do. And my first, my first thing was like, wait a minute. You changed the tire, right? Do you have a spare? And you said, I think so. And you go, I, uh, I He didn't even know if he had a spare? Yeah. And then he goes, then he Oh, says, my God. I, I got to call AAA. So to AAA's credit, I thought this would take like two or three hours. The guy got there really quick for Tom. So That's where that's where AAA becomes a pain in the ass. By the way, my grandma, she calls AAA the three A's. Did you call the three A's? <laughs> that's the issue, Tom. Well, that and being stranded. But the issue is, you can do it so quickly yourself, but AAA could take hours to get you. In fact, I had a Mormon friend. When he turned 18, his parents, very devout in their faith. We went to a porn shop when he turned 18. We bought some cigarettes. <laughs> we went course. to a porn shop. Why not? <laughs> well, I wasn't 18 at the time. I was 17. So they said, you can't come in with us, Crowley. They were kind of being D-bags. They were a year ahead of me. And I said, okay, I'm going to sit in the car. This is all my fault. I got out of the car because I was like, F it. They're not going to car me when I walk in. They'll car me whenever I try to buy whatever goofy, rubbery thing I'm going to buy. <laughs> I would like to buy this. You put it down on the counter. just Anyway, when I left the car and closed the doors, it locked. Oh, no. <laughs> so we had to call AAA. Or else his parents were going to have to come out and run run to him an extra key. Oh, no. Knowing full well we were at the porn shop, and which is apparently a big no-no when it comes to the Mormon faith. Yeah, they look down. They frown upon that. They do. Oh, no. Yeah, he actually got excommunicated from the church for having relations with his girlfriend. Ooh. So he was just barking up the yeah, wrong tree. He was going down a bad road to begin with. That, but you brought up another thing, too. Being able to unlock your car if you lock your keys, you should know how to do that. Bust the window. Well, that's one option. Yeah. There's many ways. But yeah, that's another thing you should know how to do. Would have saved you. What are some things that everyone should know how to do? 412-922-2874. Lance Lazowski, DKPittsburghSports.com, coming up in about 10 minutes on the show to tell us what's going on in spring training. I'm not going to keep him for very long because I don't find spring training to be all that exciting. Lance, however, is a good man. And there are a couple of things I want to touch on when it comes to the Pirates. As for them Stillers, Kevin Colbert said that the returning D can improve. What he means by that is the young players that they have, they expect to get better, and that's going to be a big reason why this team improves from this year, the year in his mind that was not as good as last year, up until this upcoming year. But he also said, quote, if we don't change the roster, what reason would we think there'd be any difference in the results, end quote. I love the fact that he wants to change the roster. I love the fact that he's not just banking upon the improvement of young players for the Steelers to improve. 
The Pirates, what do they always say? A couple of years ago it was, well, Polanco's going to get better. Marte's going to get better. That's how the team's going to get better. This year it's glass now. They expect a big step from glass now. Yeah, okay, that guy can't throw a strike, but you expect him to be serviceable. Okay, whatever. You expect him to be better. You expect Tyone to be better. You expect first half of the season Ivan Nova to be better. That's what you're always hearing, right? That it's the improvement from the players on the team. Well, the Steelers say, and Kevin Colbert did today, that they do anticipate that being the case, and they should. They've got a good coaching staff. They expect development. But they also need to change the roster. So what that screams to me is guys who ain't cutting it, go and get cut. Bye-bye. See ya. Peace. Mike Mitchell. He also said that they're not opposed to bringing in somebody at the inside linebacker position in free agency, something that they have not been afraid of doing in the past. James Ferrier comes to mind. Those are two positions where they've gone out and actually spent money on the free agent market, inside linebacker and safety, and I think that they're thinking about doing that now. Now, of course, it's all contingent upon Le'Veon Bell, but he wants to add to this defense. Art Rooney II said today on his Steelers huddle, Steelers Nation Unite huddle on Steelers.com, that they are going to draft a lot of defensive players. He said the defense wasn't consistent enough. The offense, he said, wasn't consistent enough either, but the offense ain't where all the problems are. It's the defense where the problems are. So Art Rooney II is being critical of the team. Art Rooney II is understanding what's wrong with the team. And Art Rooney II is being, get this, Honest. You don't get that from the Pirates. Ever. So I love it. And I also think it's the right thing. It's it's honest because it's true. The Steelers can get better based on some players growing. Artie Burns, Stefan Tuitt, Javon Hargrave, Sean Davis, Mike Hilton. These are all players that can grow and get better and blossom, if you will. But it's also going to have to come the success from adding other players, and they get that. Colbert gets it. Art Rooney the second gets it. It's refreshing AF. Yo. Up next, Lance Lysowski. He probably knows how to change a tire. He also knows what's going on with them buckos, Dan Bradenton. We'll talk to him next. It's the Crowley Show. Locating Lance Lysowski. Rumor has it he exploded when Clint Hurdle said the Pirates were going to win. 412 is the number to call. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. I understand what Clint Hurdle was trying to do. Don't get me wrong. When Clint Hurdle said, when we win, they're going to be jammed. Clint Hurdle's a good motivator. But it's a little bit falling on deaf ears given Pirates management. He also doesn't know who the starting third baseman's going to be, and they don't know how they're going to round out the rotation. So forgive me, please, if I'm going to be a little bit critical about the Pirates. In fact, let me ask you at 412-922-2874, what gives you any hope at all that this team could be good? 
It's basically going to be what I just said in the last segment. The opposite of what the Steelers just did. The hope is that the players that you got get better. That Josh Bell takes another step. That Josh Harrison plays good baseball. That Jordy Mercer can continue and build upon what he did last year. That Musgrove can be good. A lot of what-ifs. That Sean Rodriguez can play like an everyday player whenever he's never been an everyday player. That Gregory Polanco can rebound from what was a bad season last year. These are the things that can give you hope. But you have to really be looking for it. This is why I'm rooting for the Indians. Because they're going to be damn good. Because they put money into the thing and they're trying to compete. What's frustrating about the Pirates is they're in between here. They're not trying to rebuild because they want the attendance to be fairly high up until the trade deadline. Because the way that baseball is constructed, the way that the wild card race works these days, they will be in it until the trade deadline. Or at least on the periphery, five, six games out. So they'll be close enough to fairly good for a while that people will show up. That's the goal for this Pirates club, for Pirates management. I don't begrudge any of the 25 players. I have nothing against any of them. I don't have anything against Clint Hurdle. Somebody tweeted me the other day and said that Clint Hurdle's a stooge, just like Huntington, just like Coonley, and just like Nutting. And I don't believe that. Clint Hurdle wants to win. Clint Hurdle can only do what they... He can only win with what they give him. So I don't look at him that way. I want him to win. And I root for the team to win, those players. But it comes at the expense that the ownership group's going to win. But the thing is, they're keeping this ship steady. Where it's going to be a 75-win team, something like that, right? If you're a 75-win team, that's the worst place you can be. You're not competing for a playoff spot, and you're not bad enough that you can get good draft picks. And young talent isn't going to be here for you to watch grow. Stan and Guy were talking about this a little bit earlier on in the day. You can hear Stan from noon until 2 on ESPN Pittsburgh, and it's maddening. Maddening. When you've got a franchise that doesn't know what the bleep they want to do. Or knows what they want to do, but it's the totally wrong thing. If the Pirates blew it up, like the Rangers are going to do. The Rangers put out that memo to all their fans. Hey, we stink. We know we stink. I'm sorry we didn't win. We're going to go try to win now, but we got to rebuild to do that. If the Pirates sent out something like that, I could buy that. If the Pirates spent money to win, I could definitely get behind that. What pisses me off, and what should piss all of you off the high heaven, is the Pirates just sit right there in the damn middle. And you bring in Musgrove. You bring in another couple of guys who are going to be okay. But they're major league ready, but they're not major league stars. And you put a ball club out there that's, you know what you're going to get. They're going to win between 70 and 79 games. Book it. Book it. That's who they are. And then whenever they get to that, let's say they get to 79, right? You'd think, okay, they're kind of close. That's a team that flirts around 500. 
Do you think they'll add to it next year? No! Which is why they should have blowed the whole thing up. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Ed says, every human should know how to host a radio show. Get him, Tom. Ed says, one thing I feel guilty not knowing is how to sew a freaking button. That's a good one. You should be able to know how to do that, too. I can at least s- get it on to the point. It doesn't have to be pretty, but if it, like, get it on. Get and, it on. Yeah. I can sew a button. I cannot use a sewing machine. Oh, no. Me neither. No, 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 no. Now, my wife's grandmother, she's off the boat from Italy. You want something hemmed? You go to her. Oh, yeah. She will hem the shiz out of it, man. (laughs) And my father-in-law has been instrumental in teaching me things about the car because he's a car dude. He works on cars all the time. It's not his job, but he works on cars all the time. I didn't know jack about cars. I still don't. But I watched him and assisted a little bit in him working on the brakes in my car. I think it's important to know how your car works. It is. And see, like, I'm not a car guy by any means. I mean, you've seen my car. I, I... I buy a car, I pay for it, I ride in it, and you know, I, I at least make sure it runs. Thing is, I've learned how to keep cars going over the years. You know, things like, oh, your radiator, your radiator's got a slow leak in it. You got to pour more stuff in this hole. <laughs> you know, you're out of windshield wiper yes. fluid. You got to pour stuff in this hole. You know, if your battery's dead, oh, I can change a battery. A battery, no problem. I can change. Um, things like that. The things that. Uh, you know, you kind of want to put off that you can get away with and you don't have to spend a ton of money. Those you know, are things you should know. You know how to jump a car. Yes, I do. You have to. Tom, yeah. do you know how to jump a car? Oh, yeah. I've jumped a car before. Oh, yeah, have you? Yeah. Oh, you yeah, have you? Yeah. Okay, you have? You I didn't have. have to call AAA? No, I did it myself. Okay, why don't you call Lance back because he says he's got signal now. Okay, I will. Do, do you guys know how to kickstart a car? Tom doesn't even know how to produce a show. Like how to kickstart? I'm calling Tom, I'm calling Tom out again. Guys, doesn't have headphones. He won't jump on the microphone. Now I I text him. Hey, call Tom. Uh, call uh, Lance back. He's not. Call, he's not looking at his text. Then I look in there. He's talking to KDO. This guy Joe would never get away with such things. He would never do such things, except the one time Joe went and took a poop and. Oh yeah, we lost the call. We lost the call. <laughs> yeah, you had to run. So I ran down the hallway to figure it out. <laughs> Yeah, that's added to the list. That's one thing. You see, everybody, uh, at least in this room, should know how to produce a radio show. <laughs> I feel bad for Tom. I hope Tom knows we mess with him, and it's not all personal. No, and see, personal. just, personal. just pulling lights. back the curtain, that's the point when Crowley says that. It w- that's the point at which we notice we might be getting to Tom a little bit. <laughs> when Crowley says that, that, that we may be getting a little bit. So apologies from this end as well, Tom. It's... uh. I'm all right with the fact that you can't change a tire. Apology I'm, not accepted. I'm still not. Let's go to Lance Lysowski, DKPittsburghSports.com. He is Dan in Bradenton, or I suppose right now in Tampa, because he says that the service at Tropicana Field is really bad. Is that where you are right now, Lance? Yeah, Neil, uh, Neil Huntington just talked to, to reporters as part of had sort of a media day down at Tropicana Field for all the GMs that uh, have their teams are based in Florida, plus uh, the commissioner spoke so um yeah it was in Bradenton this morning and headed over here did he say anything interesting neil huntington i think he's almost uh, it's almost impossible for him to say anything interesting you didn't say that i did did he today say anything interesting <laughs> uh pretty much with all the, the criticism that has been directed towards the pirates in terms of tanking you know huntington said that the 
that isn't true just based on the amount of returning players they have. Starling Marte, Gregory Polanco, Josh Bell, the young starting rotation, Avon Nova, Felipe Rivero. So that was pretty much the headliner. Um, and you kind of hear the same thing from players inside the clubhouse, you know, in Pirate City. Of course, you expect them just to say that because it's, you know, it's their employer, but they're saying it, you know, on the record, off the record. These guys kind of see this as motivation. Everybody's kind of counting them out at this point because Andrew McCutcheon and Garrett Cole are there, and they still think they're pretty darn good. Who is going to play third base? Colin Moran, uh, third baseman they required from from the Astros in the Garrett Cole trade. Uh, he only has 16 games of Major League experience, but uh, they really like what they saw last year when he made an adjustment to his swing. One of these guys, of course, has been kind of – used across Major League Baseball to create more launch angle, more power, and it paid off. And so far, I mean, you watch the guy, you know, it's batting practice, but he hit five balls out in a row today during batting practice. I mean, big, strong guy. Uh, the biggest question, you think, is how is it going to translate? Of course, he missed half of last season after breaking his orbital bone and having a concussion from fouling a ball off his face. But it's his job to lose at this point. I just don't think they're even going to allow him to lose it, and they're just going to have David Freeze as the backup. That's actually not terrible. What about left field? That is kind of terrible at this point. Seems like Adam Frazier. I think Sean Rodriguez is going to kind of float around. He'll play probably a lot in left field. He'll play second. Um, he was taking grounders at short today, probably to, to spell Jordy Mercer at times. Uh, they like what Adam Frazier was able to do defensively last year, and he's a guy that they think can be a leadoff hitter uh, to, to kind of set the table. It sounds like Starling Marte is more likely to be number two hitter with Josh Bell three and, and maybe Gregory Polanco at, at the four spot. But there's a lot that can be decided, you know, from now until then, uh, Adam. I mean, Adam Frazier hasn't even reported to spring training yet. Some guys are reported early. He's not among that group. And, you know, he's not going to create a whole lot of power, but he can hit for average, just that he was really inconsistent last season. And it leaves, it, it raises questions whether or not can he be a leadoff figure and can he be an everyday player? Because maybe, maybe he can be best used as a utility guy. So time will tell. Who's going to round up the starting rotation uh, right now, do you think, is the plan? Well, it's decided, Adam, which is actually really surprising. Uh, it seemed like coming into camp that there was going to be somewhat of a of a battle between Joe Musgrove, who they acquired from the Astros, Tyler Glasnow, and Stephen Brault, but they're handing it to Musgrove. And he was terrible in the rotation for the Astros last year, but and he got moved to the bullpen. He was really good. And, he was you know, good in the bullpen. Yeah, he, he was really good in the Astros bullpen, you know, in high leverage situations, sort of a long reliever too. And, you know, he just, it, after watching those starters in Houston, whether it be Verlander, even Charlie Morton, uh, they think that that kind of served as an apprenticeship for him where he kind of learned some things and they hope that he can have success there. And it sounds like last night on Brault might both be put in the bullpen. Lance Lysowski, DK Pittsburgh Sports.com, joining me here on the Crowley Show. Uh, Lance, I don't think that the lineup is going to be as bad as some people might think it is. Uh, it's certainly if Colin Moran looks like a guy who can play at this level, that'll be huge. But where's the power going to come from? I guess they're hoping it comes from him, but uh, and Josh Bell certainly, but anywhere else? Very good question, Adam, and it's one that they don't seem to have an answer to yet. I mean, they are they are really gambling on Colin Moran to be that guy to you know, provide lineup protection for Josh Bell, but they're also banking on Starling Marte to stay to stay on the field, for Gregory Plonka to stay on the field, for Josh Bell to continue progressing the way that he was, and they kind of think that Sean Rodriguez can be more of the 2016 version than, of course, last season when his shoulder was a complete wreck from the car accident he was in last January. So 
they're banking on internal improvement. They're banking on their coaching staff. They're they're banking on player development. But of course, that's a really sizable gamble in what is obviously the most difficult division in baseball. Uh, Lance, the bullpen, of course, has the Pirates' arguably best player. Maybe not even arguably, has their best player in Felipe Rivero. Is that up for grabs right now? Uh, who else is going to be able to round out the bullpen? I mean, if Bolton Glass now are in it, I like Glass now as a possible late inning guy. Yeah, there's a lot of options there, and that's not unusual. Neil Huntington usually gives Clint Hurdle plenty of plenty of guys to, to kind of take a look at in spring. Well, first off, it's going to be George Contos is, is back. Uh, they acquired him late last season from the Giants. A veteran guy. He's pitched, pitched in, in some pretty big games in the playoffs. Uh, Daniel Hudson's back. Um, he's already hurt in spring training. He, he, he's missed the first couple of days because of a sprained ankle. I think you're looking at Kyle Crick, the reliever they acquired in the Andrew McCutcheon trade, Michael Feliz, who they acquired in the Garrett Cole trade. There's a lot of options. Uh, Davidus Neverowskis, Edgar Santana, a lot of guys are going to take a look at. Josh Smoker, who they acquired from the Mets, is a lefty. Uh, I don't think they're going to carry eight guys into the season just based on the amount of days off they have in April, but seven Seven's probably the number you're looking at with Brawl, Glass now, and Felipe Rivero taking up three of those spots. The competition might be decided a little bit earlier than maybe you would expect. Lance, what is one thing that you don't know how to do that you should know how to do? Oh, I saw this on Twitter. Um, I, I, okay, I will admit this. I don't know how to change a tire. Get out of here, Lance. Get out of here. Goodbye. That's what AAA is for, Adam. <laughs> well, what if you're in the middle of the woods? What if you're being attacked by zombies? Well, I, I I try to avoid the woods. Um, it's not a sound strategy. I actually was driving through rural West Virginia on my way back to Charlotte in July, and uh, it makes me kind of nervous being a guy who doesn't know how to change his own tire. But you know what? If the Pirates can roll the dice, so can I. Goodbye, my friend. Thanks for taking the Bye, time today. Adam. Thanks again. Talk to you soon. No problem, buddy. Later on. Can we jack this for a second here? Did you hear? Did you guys hear? What Lance Lazowski had to say? Internal improvement! They're banking on it! And Colin Moran, he hit five home runs. Do you know when he hit him, Brian? When? He hit him in batting practice, Brian. Wow! You know when he also hit him, Brian? When? Batting practice in spring training. You know how many in a row he hit? How many? Not one. Two? Not even two. He hit more than three. More than four? He hit five! Oh. Manny Crouch's home run! That's some kind of record! Andrew McCutcheon's actually hit major league home runs before. So is David Freeze. But just give this Moran guy the job. I mean, obviously I hope things work out with Moran. And I love Lance, and he does a really good job. He does. This is not. This is nothing against Lance, but this is everything against spring training. There's nothing to report on. There's just not. It's like when I'm at Steelers camp forever, and people ask me how the backup long snapper's gonna do. Who gets a rip? It's also practice. It's the same thing at spring training. How many stories in the next month are we going to hear about so-and-so's in the best shape of their life? Or so-and-so's really popping the mitt down here. So-and-so's hitting the ball out. Everyone hits home runs in spring training. You want to know why? Because it's a thousand effing degrees. 
It's the Grapefruit League. And everyone's throwing up grapefruits because half the people who are pitching to you aren't even going to be in the major leagues. You know who's also not going to be in the major leagues? The guy who was throwing it, Colin Moran, batting practice. But root, root, root. It's a new pirate generation. Remember the X generation for the Penguins? This generation for the Pirates, just it's the 500 generation. They're going to be just right there. Hovering right there. Let's just hope that Colin Moran's five spring training home runs can help the Pirates get over that hump. All it took, Adam, was a slight batting stance adjustment, and the Bucs are back in it, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Were you trying to get crazy with this, see? Don't you know I'm local? So Tom and I are trying to work on the communication there. <laughs> Not working. We're just, we're still, we got the lumps here. Tom is new to the show, uh, sort of. Uh, he's new as like the full-time producer. It was Joe. Joe's now down with the DV morning show. And I pointed to Tom <laughs> as if that was the end of the segment. But Tom got confused because he had just played the Let's Go Buck song. So he played the Let's Go Buck song when I pointed at him. And I'm not the correct one here. I think Tom's got a point. And that irritates me. It's like the center and the quarterback are confused. My favorite part of that off-air little exchange was when, when Tom accused you of, of pump-faking the point. <laughs> you didn't commit with your point. I so committed with my point. point. So much so that if I was holding a football... That it would have been reviewed and it would have been deemed the tuck rule. But see, That's how voracious my point was. Look, when is a point a point, though? I mean, did when you become a pointer? When your did you make a pointer? When your move? elbow breaks. Yeah. When your elbow breaks. When you when your elbow becomes I don't think you had full horizontal. extension. I don't think you had full extension. It wasn't it wasn't a halvesy. It was a full point. Bam. Bam. I'm doing it again. Poke. Poke. So you, poke. your elbow's not straight. I did it seventeen times! I got your back here, Tom. So the half... All right, from now on, <laughs> none of you at home can see this, but from now on, Tom, when I want the music to keep going, I'll do something like this. I'll give a, I'll give a, a spinny thing. Like, I'm waving yeah. a terrible towel. Yeah. And if I want the segment to end, I'll just point to you. How's yeah. that sound? Jazz hands. And if I want you to fire a sound... Jazz hands. Jazz hands. <laughs> jazz, jazz hands for sound. <laughs> so let's pretend insane in the membrane. Let, let's practice a little bit right now. Are you ready? Little, little board up Olympics. You ready? Oh boy. Okay. And feel free to fire right to the break and then just stop it. Okay? Because I unless does that throw off wheeling? That throws off wheeling. Yeah. Like uh, yeah, darn. you're gonna mess up our affiliates because this is a network here. We're uh, simulcast on it's the a Crowley Radio Islands. Network. Yeah, yeah. But you could use you could substitute uh instead of hitting the break, you could hit any piece of sound really. That's true. Come up with us pull up a sound that will that we will deem the break. All right, Tom, and play that sound for us so we know what it is. It would help if you did that quicker. Okay, perfect. Okay. All right, ready? Set. I don't know. I see jazz hands, I, I hear nothing. Oh, no! What do you do? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. We didn't even communicate this well enough. Like, like our bit about you being bad is like going bad. <laughs> like, now we're like in double bad land. Speaking of double bad land, 
Katie's got a date tonight after Valentine's Day. Uh, at last, we left young Katie. She hadn't heard from this guy because it was Valentine's Day. And we were concerned that the guy would reach out on Valentine's Day, which is a no-no. They've never gone on a date before. And what happened, Katie? He said, Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, no. And you replied? I waited three hours and said thanks. Oh, just thanks? Oh, thanks. <laughs> Exclamation point, wink, any of that? I think the direct quote was, ha-ha, thanks. Oh, That's no. That's a new relationship facepalm right there. Oh, no. I'm actually doing that right now. What do you want yeah. me to say? I want you to do exactly what you did and make him wait as long as you made him wait, but... I was watching Queer Eye. I was busy. I'm afraid, Katie, that this guy is going to come on way strong tonight. That's poor form with the happy you Valentine's can't, Day. You can't wish someone you've never gone on a date with happy Valentine's Day. How many words do you think you've said to this guy? Like, how many words would Mavis Beacon say you've said to this guy? 30? Oh! Oh, wow. Happy Valentine's Day is three words! That is like r- 10% of yeah, the total words in math. one text. Good math right there. It's bad. It's not good. See, here's the thing, too. Like, I got to go deeper on this because, like, you think about this guy. Like, he's courting a new girl. You know, he's out there. He's got his thing going on. He's got his his perceived swagger. He thinks he's going well, you know? Swagger. Yeah, perceived it, swagger. It, it, so, it's, not, it's not an old meat, Braun Schwagger. <laughs> so, so he's sitting there all day. I wonder how many times he had this typed out. Ready I don't want to, to send think it. about that. And like, I can't send it too early because then I'll look cancel. anxious. I, I don't want to think about it and like, maybe cancel it. Because early in the morning, that's awful. You get that first thing. It's kind of creepy that you're top of his mind first thing. If I would have received that in the morning, I wouldn't be going to a date tonight. See? And, what and time I did would he agree do it? with you a thousand percent. Uh, I was about seven o'clock. So I guarantee you that he and his friends sat around for a long time determining whether or not he should text you. Yikes. Yeah. yeah, and that's a question you ask your friends for sure. Like, Should hey, I text her on Valentine's Day? He's keeping the wrong company then because that was a swing and a miss. Yeah, and in his world, right, the 7 o'clock is perfect because it shows that he's not so anxious and has an afterthought after the day's over. Like, oh, you know, I'll just shoot her a text. That's the perception that he wants to, to be had. I wonder how many women he texted the same thing now, though. Oh. I don't care is the worst part. <laughs> not going to be a big love thing here, you don't think? Not going to uh, marry this guy? No, I don't think so. I I I don't think that we're. Uh, I'm I'm going to stop. I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. Well, no. At that well, point, then why do you go? Honestly, why would you go on the date? Because it's in an hour, and I can't. Oh yeah, you can't. So what? The thirty that seconds makes me a of feeling. Thirty seconds of feeling like a jerk to like get rid of an hour. <laughs> That's not guys, fair, right? guys. Greatest. I could fit two episodes in that time. Greatest radio bit go. of all time. Yeah. Give me a wig and let me show up. I'm Katie. That's hilarious. Oh. That is hilarious, and I would like to do that. I would like to film that. Can me and Tom come in in wigs, too, and argue that we're Katie? No, I'm Katie. No, I'm Katie. Well, then he would know something is up. I don't want to be a jerk to this guy. What's this guy? What's what this if guy I was? I'm cool with that. I love that idea. Do you want me, Do you want us to show up and interview him? We can like get a preliminary interview out before you We can bring the 970 room. ESPN recorder. And Mike Flag. Yeah, and we'll as long tell. as the tablecloth is there, I'm cool. Yeah, that's true. See that it'll look. Good. We will look good. We will look professional. Be professional. Yeah. Well, we can leave you outside, and then we'll do a preliminary interview, and then text you if it's all right to come in. If we deem him like appropriate to move to the next level, then you can come in and like. It's warm out too. It's a patio night. I'm oh, cool with that. Yeah. Katie, I'll outside. That's romantic. It's raining on the patio. I have a hood. It ain't a patio night. Katie, if this guy Nick, I recall, yes. Uh, too much, but yeah. Okay. If Nick, let's say, was late for his date, 
Because oh, minus ten. Well, yeah, but what if he had a flat tire? <laughs> and what if he was unable to change the flat tire? Would that take man points away from him in your book if he was unable to fix his car? No, it would not. Really? Yeah. Huh. Really? Yeah. Not even change. He can't change a tire, and you're going to trust this guy to do what with his hands? Masculinity comes in all forms. That I'll friend. agree with. Yes. Yes. I mean, absolutely. It's 2018. I'd, I'd be dumb to to say otherwise, but I, if I'm you, I got to know he can use his hands. Got to be it's able a to fair fix point. That. That's all I'm saying. But there's multiple ways in which that could take place. Nice. Well, where you could learn. How was the coffee he made? Oh, it's outstanding. Really? So Excellent. he's a barista, right? Barista bro is the Bru- proper term. See, uh, read a book, read a book a, Brian. He's, Look, a, he's an out-of-work musician is what he is. Oh, he's a musician, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Duh. I get it. Okay. Don't you? Didn't you know that it's Katie? I, we didn't even need. It's redundant to even yeah. have to tell you that it's music. Is it cover uh, hey, is hey. It, sorry, sorry. Is when it, we went to the Strut show together, she was all about bassist. Is he in a cover band or is this like an insanely original, going to change music band? Neither. I don't know if it's either. I think it's just a band. Okay. So tonight, what's the one thing? Like, okay, a guy oh, going no. on a date with Katie. What's the worst thing that he could possibly do on this date? Wow. Um, to have you walk out. I mean, within reason. Walk out? I mean, like, dude, be like, yep, I'm out. I don't, I feel like it would take a lot for me to walk out on a date. He'd have to call me a name or something. Yeah. And then I'd walk out. I gotcha. What if he called you by the wrong name? Um, like KDF or something. <laughs> as long as it's not like KDM, then I'm definitely mm. walking out. That's my wife's last name. Or the first letter of <laughs> Close. Last name. You, you almost had it. So close. Well, good luck, Katie. Yeah, I hope it goes well. I hope you find true love. Do you? I do. No, I really do. Can you? Can we come up? I'm with not a, confident, but I hope it goes well. Can we come up with a word that you could text us if things aren't going well, like so a, we can so we can all just word. laugh? Safe word. Yeah. Yeah. What's the word gonna be? Banana peel. That's two words. Triple A. That's two words. Triple A. Triple A. Just th- three A's. There are three A's up there. That means it's not going well. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like and Texas if it's going great, just leave a sign on the door. <laughs> no matter what happens, I'm going home alone to watch Queer Eye. I don't know how many other ways I can say that. Yeah, this guy doesn't fit into those plans no. at all. Like, not, yeah, no, that's cool. Tom, do you know how to tie a tie? Oh, yeah. Windsor knot? Double Windsor? Yeah. I have a uh, YouTube video that I pull up every time I need to. It oh, me right through see, it. and let me go here. With YouTube the way it is, it should be even easier to know how to do this stuff. All of it. Like, hey, I don't know how to change a tire. YouTube it. We've got tools. Coming I knew up. how to change the tire. It was the oh. incline of the hill that I was on. Oh, I'm about YouTube to- how to change a tire on a hill. Would you let me throw it to break? Covering the Penguins on and off the ice. Your home of the Pens, ESPN Pittsburgh.